thank you for this opportunity again to, to come together as a church, as a body of Christ, as, as your people seeking you, Lord, asking for help in this service, for your words, for your wisdom, for your heart, for your desires. Lord, we ask that it be your very word that comes out, the very plan of God that goes forth tonight, not my plan, but your plan, Lord. Keep me back from saying anything I shouldn't and help me. Speak through me. Give me utterance, revelation, and let there come an anointing, a strong anointing, Lord, that brings answers tonight. Help for, help for the hearts, help for the soul, answers to questions, deliverance for captives. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And we purpose by faith to be faithful hearers and doers of the word that we hear. And we thank you in advance for every good thing that you will do in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Don't you love the Word? Thank you, Lord. Don't you just love God? You know, I was standing there tonight getting ready. I was looking in the mirror. thinking, man, God, you did good. (laughs) No, not really. He did do good. I am very wonderfully made. Amen. But I was actually just thanking Him for allowing us to, to be a part of everything that He has going on, everything that He's given us and, and allowed us to be a part of. You know, I was thinking about the week of increase coming up and the, just the so many things that He's doing and the Word that He's showing us. And, the, and, and He's just a good God. He's a good Father. And He loves us just all the time. He's, just, he's always got us on His mind. Amen? He, he's never not thinking about you. People say, oh, you don't know what I've been doing. He was thinking about you while you were doing it. Right? First, he was thinking you don't have to. Second, he was thinking I still love you. And then he was thinking, come on home. He's a good God. He's only thinking good things. he's He's not looking for a reason to beat somebody. He's not looking for a reason to hurt somebody. He's looking for ways to bless us on a constant basis. Amen? and to show himself strong on our behalf. Glory to God. He's a good God. And I am wonderfully made. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. That just came out just like that. <laughs> well, open up to Ephesians 3, where we've been starting the last few weeks. We'll go there again. Thank you, Lord. You know, I, think, I think, well, I'm done with that. And he says, no, let me show you this. Yeah. Isn't that good? Because, you know, it, it, like Brother Moore says, eons from now, you'll see something new, and then he'll roll back another layer, and there will be more. Because there's no end to the goodness of God, to, to the vastness of God. Everything is infinite. Amen? Ephesians 3, verse 16. This is Paul praying for the church. He says, I pray that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in, in the inner man. In other words, He wants to take His Spirit and give you strength. Amen? You know why, though? Because He's going to give you something more that you're going to need that strength for. Amen? You know, God doesn't just make people strong just so he, they can tell people how strong they are. Right? Usually when people tell you how strong they are, they're not very strong. Right? If you have to go around telling people how, how big your faith is, what you're really saying is, I hope my faith gets bigger. Right? I remember when we first started going back to church, and I had been listening to CDs and tapes, or no CDs, actually, that was tapes. It was all tapes, sorry. There may have been CDs at that time, but I had no idea. My truck was old, and it only played tapes. Amen? And I'd been listening to them. Boy, I thought I knew a bunch. And I, you know, I even talked to people later, and they said, you know, by talking to you, we'd have thought you were the richest man in the world. And I thought, well, that's good in one way, but I knew I wasn't. I, 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 it was all an act, and, and I didn't know what I needed to know yet. I was on my way there, but I didn't know what I needed to know yet. And, and I'm thankful 
that, that he got a hold of me and he, and he, and he pulled me in. And, and in that first few years after I had walked away, you know, because when you walk away, it's a dangerous thing to do because you become unaware of God. And, and, you know, so many people think, well, no, I'm aware of God the whole time. You're aware that you're doing something wrong, but you're not necessarily aware of God. And what happened in my life is, is slowly I, I began to, I, I knew I was doing wrong, but slowly it wasn't as wrong because my awareness of Him became less and less. And, and the scariest place I ever was was one day when I thought, I can't hear from God. I literally thought I'd gotten that far away from him. And it brought me back real quick. Brought me back real... It's, it, well, let me rephrase that. It, brought, it began my journey back. I still had some stupidity left and <laughs> did some... I lived some stupid. But I was on my way back. And I was on my way back because I began to be aware of God. I began to be aware of His plan for my life, of how He does things, of His heart for His people. And I began to see different things. And He began to show Himself to me. And then He began to use me to show Him to others. When we began to do Bible studies and work with children. And and He began to use me. And when He began to use me, of course, you guys probably thought this at some point too, is, Lord, how could you possibly use me? Right? And He said, you came back. You came back. You know, he, 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 he doesn't want a people that will run away and stay there. He wants a people that he thinks would always, he, he always believes you'll come back. He's the father of the prodigal son. He, that, pro, that prodigal son father was waiting on him, and he didn't even wait to him to get to the house. He ran to him. So he's a good father, and he's not looking for reasons to beat us down. He's not looking for ways... To, to get away from us. He's, he, he sent the way to get to us. And He's never going to quit. Amen? No matter where you go, no matter what you do, you have a Father in Heaven that loves you madly. I mean, that may not be a good word for you guys, but He loves you unswervingly. Amen? And, and He'll be there while you're messing up. He'll, he'll be right there while you're messing up. And you know you're messing up, right? Anybody in here messed up? Even when you weren't serving God, you messed up. You knew you were messing up. You know, people are going to come later and they're going to say, we didn't know, and God's going to say. <laughs> I said that to Brother Moore once years and years ago. Don't ever do that. Well, let me just give you a tip. Don't do it. It's not a good way to go. Amen? You, you will get gently instructed. <laughs> and I'm thankful for it. Amen? But, but, but for us to be aware of God is to know God. It's not just being aware of His presence. It's being aware of who He is, what He is. Amen? If, and if you look at these verses, where did we stop? It, I went a whole different direction than anything I've got here. So we'll get back, though. It's all in there. Amen? Verse 18 says, that you, well, no, 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend. And that word comprehend means to take eagerly. Take eagerly, seize, possess. In other words, our desire for Him should be so great that when we see something new, that we grab hold of it with all our heart, with a refusal to let go. It's, not, it's ours. And that's what he's saying. I want you to take it like it's yours because it is. Amen. He said, I want you to comprehend that love and take it like it is. I want you to comprehend what my peace is like and take hold of it, seize it because it's yours. Amen. And when we comprehend it, he's saying, I want you to comprehend with all. I want, he doesn't just want you. He wants to do it with all the saints. What if we all at one time begin to comprehend and seize and possess the good things of God? This, the, the, the nation and the world would be turned upside down. Right? Because even though we're aware of God, we don't constantly be aware of Him. You know, have you ever, you ever woke up and not even thought about God until you got halfway to work? Well, he, you weren't aware, right? And you can't be led until you're aware, 
<laughs> because you're not even aware. You're, you, you know, I've gotten to places and I thought, how in the world did I get here? And God said, you did that all on your own. <laughs> and, and you know what? Aren't you thankful for a merciful God who will still help you back? Yeah, Amen? Because we do too many things on our own. When you become aware of somebody, your, your, your very thought is with them and you. You and them are one. Amen? Because what? Because you know them. You know them. Amen? And that's, the, and that's what these verses are begin, going to begin to talk about. And it says that you, that you would be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, the height, and to know. And that word know means to be aware, be sure of, understand, and also an odd word for it is can speak. Well, what's he saying there? There's one place in Acts where, these, where Paul says, can I speak to these people? And then, or can I say something? And the guy says, can you speak Greek? What, what literally he's saying is, do you know Greek? Do you know it? Do you know God? Can you speak God? Can, can you speak the heart of God? Can, can, do you know him in such a way? It, it, and it's an intimate relationship. It, it's, it, you know, husbands and wives. This is the relationship we share, an, an aware relationship. Everything I do in my life, and I'm sure everything, every husband in here is, is just like me. <laughs> I'm aware of the decisions I make and how they affect Kim. Because why? Because we're one. Everything that I do is going to affect her. See, God thinks that way, and, and when we think that way about Him, when we're aware, we, we ask Him, we look to Him, we seek Him, we look to His Word, we, we listen for His leading. Because why? Because we're aware that we're one with Him. The knowledge of God is a oneness with Him that, that takes us from faith to faith and glory to glory. But it also, it's an intimate relationship where you say, when somebody asks you, can you do something? <laughs> all husbands do this. And all wives, right? Say, well, let me think of it. Let me ask my wife. Right? Why? Because it's going to affect her too. What else is going on? Right. Amen? And to be aware of somebody else, to have that intimate relationship. And remember, he says, I want you to know. That's the same word Mary used when she said, I've never known a man. Right. How can this be, seeing I know not a man? Why, what she's saying, I had no real intimate relationship, no full acquaintance with any man. Right. Marriage is a full acquaintance with your wife and your, or your husband. It, it, it should be 100% on both sides, making one 100%. Right? This isn't a marriage seminar, but, but it does give us a vision of, of our, what our, what our walk with Christ, what our, what our knowledge of God should be. It should be that one-on-one intimate relationship where when we wake up in the morning, He's there and we're aware of it. I mean, sometimes when I'm driving around, I'm driving around like He's not there. Why? Because I'm in my own world. And when you're doing that, you're making your own decisions, you're doing your own thing, you're not thinking. Has anybody ever made a decision without checking with your wife? Was it a bad idea? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes that turns out good, sometimes not so much. Right? Because, because why? Because you just affected their life too. Amen? And maybe something was already planned that you weren't aware of. Huh? You didn't know about. And, and that's the thing. God knows everything. So when I wake up in the morning, why would he not be the first person I look to? Amen? And, and I think that's one of the things that when we we're reading our chapter and we're doing certain things, we're all doing the same thing at the same time. We're eating the same thing. We're putting the same thing in us. We're gaining the same knowledge of God every day. It's a good thing. Why? Because we're one big body. And a perfect image of the church is Christ to the church. The perfect image of marriage is Christ to the church. Right. Amen? And so that knowledge is an intimate knowledge. And that's what, that's, what, that's what Paul's praying. He's saying, I want you to have an intimate knowledge of God. I want you to have a, a full acquaintance. I want, you to have, I want you to be able to speak God. Go back to husbands and wives. People could ask me a question, and I could tell them what Kim was going to say. 
We've been married 30, almost 39 years. We had our first anniversary. We had our 39th anniversary of our first date back in August. So we'll be 39 years this year. But in 39 years, I've gotten to know her even more than I knew her when we got married. And, and in knowing her, now when somebody says, what do you think Kim will think? I think I don't even have to think about it. I know exactly what she thinks. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Sometimes it might be excited. Other times, maybe not. But it's the same with me. She, she, she knows, like if somebody says, you want to come over and eat fish tonight? She's going to tell him no. She's going to say, I don't think Dave will come. Why? Because Dave don't eat fish. She told me one time somebody asked us to come over and eat, and I said, well, ask what we're having. She goes, that's rude. I'm like, why? Why would they invite me over to eat something I don't like? I'm like, what's rude about that? (laughs) I guess it was rude. (laughs) <laughs> if I invite somebody over, I tell them what we might have. In case they don't like it, then I'll change my plan. <laughs> Where would we get off on that? <laughs> Point is, yeah, she, she knows what I like. She knows what I don't like. She knows my heart. She knows what upsets me. She knows what doesn't upset me. She knows... What I, what I, what my, my dreams and my goals, and that's what that's what Paul's saying. He says, "I want you to know the heart, the heart's God's heart, His desire, what He's looking for, what His plan is. I want you to know the very heart of God, because that is the love of God. He's it's the heart of God. He is love, and at His very essence, that love is His heart. Amen. And He said, "I want you to know. I want you to know what you mean to Him." You know, that, that's a big deal with Christians. They don't know what they mean to God. They don't believe the love. Because it's so vast that, that, that they think, oh, no. Because you, you think of, we think of love the way we think of love. Right? And, and you've got the world's vision of love, which, you know, they're, they're crazy anyway. You know, they'll say, well, you say, well, God, you know, God's not going to like that. Well, we thought he was pure love. Well, that doesn't mean he likes pure evil. Right? We can't allow the world to help us know God because they don't know God. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power, which is the same power that's in verse the end of these verses that that love is. They deny that power because they don't know God. They don't know His love. They don't know how good He is. They don't know Him intimately. They have no knowledge of Him. Amen? And, and so Paul's praying that, and he's saying, he's saying, I want you to be, to, to, to know, to understand, be aware of, speak the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. When somebody says, when you walk up and you say, well, can I speak to this crowd? And they say, do you speak love? I do. I do. Let, let me speak some love. Amen. Glory to God. Because when you speak Jesus, you speak love. Amen? And it is a language into its own, and there's nothing else like it. It cannot be duplicated. There's only one love that is God. Amen? And it's a good love. Aren't you glad He loves you? Amen. Glory to God. Look at uh, John 8. What we know about God is going to affect what we receive from God. Our relationship with Him and our knowledge. You know, so many people, sometimes they're, they're, they're believing for healing, but they just can't believe in the love. Well, that's where you're getting the healing. Amen? It says have faith in God. So literally he's saying have faith in love. Don't doubt love for one minute. It, it, its abilities and its greatness are the very essence of God. And so you can't doubt those things. And so what we know will affect how we react and, and how we receive. Amen? It says, it says, Then Jesus said to the Jews which believed on him, Did I give you a verse? 31? 831? It's a verse everybody knows. He said to the Jews which believed. Notice he didn't say which all the Jews. He said to the Jews which believed. Because unless you believe, you can't know. 
<laughs> you got to believe. And he said to the Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And some people try to be his disciples indeed by continuing his word. If you continue his word, you won't have to try to be a disciple. Right? If you're an apple seed, you'll grow an apple. <laughs> if you do what God says, you'll be a disciple. You won't even have to try. It's just what you'll be. Amen? And you'll be my disciples indeed, and you will know, and it's the same word, be sure of, be aware of the truth, and the truth that you know, you will know the truth, and that truth will make you free. And it, you know, one thing that it doesn't say, and, and I know as a parent I kind of had trouble with this, because I wanted Ramsey know, to know the truth that I knew. But you have to know the truth for yourself. You, you can't, you know, parents, you can be your children's go-between for a time, but there will always be a time where they have to choose God for themselves. They have to know Him for themselves. They, 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 have, to, they have to seek Him for themselves. They can't, you, they can't keep seeking you for Him. They have to literally get out and seek Him for themselves. They have to learn. You, they know, you know, kids are just like us. They know when they're two. When they do something wrong, right? right? I, I guarantee you, when Ramsey did something wrong when she was two, she knew she did something wrong. I didn't have to tell her she did it. That means she's growing in the knowledge of of God, because there is no right or wrong in the world. Right? It's their version. It's their truth. But truth that makes you free is a knowledge of knowing what's right and wrong. What's truly right and wrong, and it's the knowledge of knowing Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. He says, I want you to know the truth, and he said, you will know the truth, and the truth you know that you're aware of. The truth that that guides you is the things that you're aware of. What do you mean you're aware of? It's always by you. When Kim's with me, sometimes she's, she's bad about walking in my blind spot. And I don't like that because I think I lost her. Yeah, I'm looking around, look this way, and she, she gets over here. I look this way, and she gets over here. And, and I'm like, I'm thinking I lost Kim. And I look around. But, but what? Because I want to stay aware of her. I want, I want, I'm, I'm aware that she's with me, and I'm not going to lose her. With God, we need to be aware that He's with us. He's, he, he should be in front of us. So if we don't mess up, but we want to be aware uh, of his truth, of his ways, of his of his of his life, we want to have an awareness that that doesn't go away. We 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 don't want to look back and wonder if we lost him, because he ain't gonna he he fills in all your blind spots and then some. He's too big to lose until you become unaware of him. If you become unaware of him, you'll quit looking for him, so you won't know where he is. He'll still be there. He'll still be there. He'll know what you're doing. He'll know where you've been. He'll know what's going on in your life. He'll know the thoughts of your heart. And he'll still love you. But he can't do anything for you from that position. Amen? How many know marriage is a two-way street? Right? <laughs> takes both parties working together. People say, well, you need to tell them to do this. You need to tell them to do this. I need to tell you both to quit telling each other to do what to do. <laughs> Here, I can fix this real quick. You quit telling him what to do. You quit telling her what to do. Fixed. We're done. Marriage counseling, over. Right? I mean, the prayer should be, Lord, help me to be the best spouse I can be today that would help my spouse be the best spouse she can be. Amen? Amen? That should be our prayer. Changing people is by changing yourself. Glory to God. We're off on a whole bunch of things that aren't in my notes. Thank you, Lord. You shall know the truth and the truth... In other words, the truth that I'm aware of is not what I need to tell everybody else. It's what I need to walk in. When you walk in the truth you know, other people will see it. It doesn't say walk in, walk, walk in, tell others how to walk in the truth or tell others lights to shine so they can see good works. It says, you shine your light and they'll see. And, and, and lights don't have to wonder if they're shining. That's what they do. 
right? That's what lights do. They shine. And if you just be a light, you'll shine. But if you're trying to make somebody else shine, you can shine your light on them all you want, and it won't make them shine. It'll make your light shine on them. The only way they can shine is to be the light God made them to be and to know the truth they know and be free. And you can't be free on someone on the knowledge of someone else's knowledge of truth. You mean truth? The truth that you know is what you'll be free from. Amen. And, and so, what, so why I say this? Because that's you know God's desire. What, what did He say in First Timothy? We pray it every week. You know He said, "I, I my, my will is that all be saved and come to the knowledge." Come to a working relationship. Come to a full acquaintance. Come to fully know the truth. What's he saying? He said, I want you to be free. He said, I don't want someone to... you got a whole bunch of saved people today that are in bondage. Why? Because they never come to the knowledge of the truth. They never do anything. They never seek God for anything else because they believe lies all their life. And if the, if the truth you believe is a lie, how dark is your darkness? Amen? I mean, that's, that's what religion is. It is a lie to keep you in the dark rather than a truth that makes you free. And, and, that, and that's, that's, that's hidden knowledge or corrupted knowledge. So, so what, what the devil wants is he wants you to know something about God and then he wants to work some, some untruth in there. Why? Because truth with untruth is untruth. You, you can't add truth to untruth and make it true, and you can't add untruth to truth and make it true. Truth is true, and, and anything else corrupts it. God is light, and there is no darkness, zero darkness in Him. Amen? And when, and when we shine, when we shine properly, there's zero darkness in it. And when, when, we're, when we know the truth, and we're filled with that truth... We're filled with the truth and filled with the good things of God. Then then we're free from so many. The things that are coming against you don't even bother you. Right? Because your focus is on Jesus. It's on the truth. And and, and until you look away and look to the lie. Remember Peter, he's looking at the truth. He can't walk on the water. But if he, if he looks at the truth, he can do all things. Why? Because all things are possible to him and believes. So he looks at the truth. The minute he looks at the lie, when he looks away, and wind and, wa- wind and waves weren't stopping him from walking in the water ever. <laughs> right? They, they were never his problem. When we, get, when we get to looking at lies, then we lose track of the truth. We become aware of the lie, and we become unaware of the truth. And when you become unaware of the truth, you sink. Amen? Because the knowledge of God is what we're looking for, the knowledge of His goodness, the full awareness, the surety of who He is. Amen? It says you'll know the truth, and the truth you know will make you free. Look at 1 John 4.16. Tell you what, look at 15 and it'll make 16 even better. 1 John 4, 15. It said, Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells, abides, lives in him, and he dwells, abides, lives in God. And then he says in verse 16, And we have known and believed. He didn't just, didn't just believe. See, sometimes people say, I'm believing, I'm believing. Are you knowing? Are you knowing? Because it says we have known and believed. In other words, I've had a full acquaintance, right? I, I have a full awareness of the goodness of God, of the love of God, of the magnitude of His love for me. I have a knowledge of that. And I believe that love. I know and I believe that love that God has to us. God is love and He, back to the last verse, He that believes in God, who is love, he that dwells in love dwells in God, and God dwells in him. Amen? But, but, it's, but it's not just a belief. It's a knowledge. What are you believing in? 
You know, what are you believing? It's not just what are you believing for. What do you, what do you believe in? What is God to you? What, what's, what, what is your awareness level? What is, what is your knowledge level? And I'm not saying knowing about him. You've got people that read the Bible for years. And they can quote scriptures for days. And they don't know God. Because reading scriptures and just reading and memorizing them is not the knowledge of God. It's the knowledge of scriptures. The knowledge of God is in those scriptures. And when you dig into them and you seek them and, you, and they become truth and they become life and they become your way, then, then now you're being filled every day with the righteousness of God. You're being filled with the truth, filled with the way, filled with the life. And you're full of the things that will get you through and your awareness and your knowledge of Him is, is bringing you to, step by step just where he was getting, wanted you to be. Amen. Amen? I know when we started Bible studies, we started seeking God, we were so dumb that dumb knew we were dumb. But we were seeking God so hard that he could use us. He could use us. And, and, and he was glad to use us. Why? Because we were, we were zealous. Now, sure, it was without knowledge sometimes. Right? Zeal without knowledge. Missed the mark. We missed it a couple times. But we're sure thankful we kept moving. We kept going. Why? We were seeking the knowledge of God, and we were so excited. You know, when, when, you're, when you're in a relationship, when you're, when you're aware of it, it makes you happy that someone else is happy. You're not just trying to make someone happy. You're, you're, you're making yourself happy because they're happy. Right? When, when, I, when I make the bed every morning, I know Kim likes that. I don't make it just because I, I do make it because I don't like getting in a bed that's been unmade. Sorry. That's my OCD. <laughs> One really big thing. If the bed's unmade and I come home at 10 o'clock at night, I make it before I get in it. <laughs> However, if I forgot to make the bed, it would not remain unbed, unmade because she is OCD about the house being unkept. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> But when I do things and we do things for God, we, we should be doing them not because, we, not because we want to be happy, because we want Him to be happy. It should make us happy that it makes Him happy. It's just like giving when it says, give cheerfully because God loves a cheerful giver. That's, you should never need another reason to give. You just made God cheery. I mean, what, what could be better than that? Then, then, then your father, the creator of the universe, and all you had to do was truly give from the heart. And he smiled. You're like, whew, that's all I needed. Day complete. Amen? We have, we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. He that dwells in love. If we abide and dwell in love, we dwell in God. Amen? In God. And that, that, that's a pretty intimate relationship. When you're in something, then you're pretty intimate. And you begin to know that person on an on intimate level. And, and you begin to be able to share your heart. And see, that's what people forget. that they, When we become unaware of God, we, we begin to not share our heart and not listen to His. And, and He loves us. His desire was not just for us to get to heaven. He wanted a relationship with us now. He wanted us back. That was his desire. That was his plan. That big love designed this whole thing so that we could come back and be children. Amen? And, and when we dwell in him, we, we know him as father. We know Him as healer. We know Him as El Shaddai. We know Him as, as the God that He is. And we know Him in, in every aspect. I've got a daughter. She knows me well. If somebody asked her if I needed fish today, she'd say no. In fact, if she picked up anything from me, it was my eating habits. Although she does eat fish. That's how we know she's adopted. Because me and Kim do not. I do like to fish. I do not want to eat it. 
And now that Dad's gone to heaven, I got nowhere to put it. So, thank you, thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Look at First John two while we're still in First John. Thank you, Lord. This is how you know that you know. First John two verse three. I like this verse because he literally says, "I want you to know how you know." He said, hereby we do know that we know him. How do you want to know that you know him? You want to be aware that you're aware of him. You want to be sure that you're sure of him. You want to be fully acquainted that you're fully acquainted with him. Amen? And he said, this is how you know. You keep his commandments. You don't keep his commandments to know him. You know him to keep his commandments. He said, you know me first. If you know God, you'll keep his commandments. Why? Because you love him. You know the love. That's what Paul said. I want to, I'm praying that you know this love. Because when you know this love, you begin to do everything for Him. Your life doesn't become about you anymore. It becomes about Him. And what's happening in the world today, their whole life is about them. Look at Romans. Look at Romans. Romans 1. Romans 1. And, and we'll go to verse 28 because we don't need to go through all of it, but, you know, they, they gave up God, basically. They, they basically went a different direction. You know, people say, well, you know, I know it's wrong, but I'm, I'm going to do that anyway. I've done that. And if you do it long enough, you'll become completely unaware of God. You know, I remember when I chewed, started chewing tobacco. What, Dave, you chewed tobacco? And I'm still pretty. <laughs> yeah, I did it for years. I'm only, I'm only perfect now. It took me a while to get it. It, it took me a little while. I started chewing tobacco when I was 13 years old. And, the, and I know I've told this story, but my mom came to me and she said, I'm not concerned about what it will do to you. I'm concerned for what it will do between you and God. It was the first step in my life from becoming unaware of God. And I didn't re- even realize it. Why? Because the devil doesn't care how long it takes to get you away from God. He, could, he, he is patient in the wrong way. But he doesn't, and, and the, he, he worked that little bit. Why? Because I had to be cool. I mean, I'm 13. You have to be cool. And everybody you run around with is cool. And the cool people chew. Isn't it amazing how dumb we are? Right? You look back. And, and I know you, the kids, they look and say, oh, you don't know. You'd, it's kind of like those people that say, um, what they say? So they were asking them about communism. They said, yeah, we think communism is great. They go, why? Well, you guys were just doing it wrong. <laughs> go to Cuba for a minute and see the 1950 new cars. <laughs> Get away from that. <laughs> you can't, you're doing wrong, not doing it wrong. Okay, when you're doing wrong, you're doing wrong, and, and it'll make you unaware of God. And what what it did for me is just what my mom said. It slowly slipped me into the next thing, then the next thing, and the next thing, until the next thing I know, I'm in my mid twenties, and I'm not serving God at all. I don't even know where the church is. Right? No one else has done that, right? Don't. Trust me, it's not a good way to go. I'm so thankful. That in my mid-twenties, I came back. Amen? That why? There was still somebody praying for me. <laughs> and she probably still is in heaven. Glory to God. Where did I say to go? Romans. And, and, and this is what this is talking about. You know, people think these are little things. But these little things will lead you to a place where, start in verse 28, and, and it says, even at 128, even as they did not like did not like they did not like why did they not like to retain the knowledge of god because what they were doing was evil read the verses up you wouldn't like to retain i know when i was doing something wrong i didn't want somebody to talk to talk to me about god right i didn't want to be around the word why because it condemns you or convicts you no it doesn't condemn you it convicts you you're you're condemned because you're condemning yourself Right? But the Word of God will, con- con- will convict you. And these people, they said, well, I don't like that, so I'm not even going to retain God in my knowledge. 
In other words, I'm going to become totally unaware of him. And that's what they, that's what they said. They're, I don't like it. I'm going to become totally unaware of God. I'm going my own way. And, 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 that's, and, and God, people say, well, and so God just turned them over. God just went like this. You know what turning over to God is? Okay, I can't help you now. He didn't, he didn't fill them with all unrighteousness. He doesn't have unrighteousness to fill them with. Ne- the next verse said he turned them over so they could do the things that weren't convenient. And he said, being filled. If you're not filled with righteousness, you will be filled with unrighteousness. Amen? And the less aware of God you become, the more filled with unrighteousness you become. Why? Because these things aren't as bad. You ever notice that some of the... I won't even tell you what I saw on the news. I just happened to be flipping channels and stopped just because I saw the thing at the bottom. But, I mean, they were trying to make something okay that is as not okay as it could ever be. But, but why? Because you can make all filth sound clean, right? And, and that's, what the, that's what's happening. You, when you're full of unrighteousness, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, and you're full of envy... Murder, debate, deceit, all that stuff's okay. Why? Because that's what you're filled with. That's what you're filled with. When you're filled with righteousness, this is not okay. When you have Jesus in you and you have an awareness of Him, even if it's a a faint awareness, you'll know that none of this is okay. And and you won't continue down this path. And, And tonight, I don't care where you're at, if you've gotten faint... A, a, a faint awareness of God. Come back and, and let that awareness become big again because He loves you and He doesn't want to see you go away. Amen? They were filled with all kinds of unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers. Next verse. Backbiters. I don't know how you bite your back. Bite your back. You're biting somebody else's back, aren't they? Haters of God. How unaware do you have to become to be a hater of God? And you're seeing it in the world today. They don't like to hear from people that have truth. They don't like to see you talk about truth. I'm not talking politics either. If you're talking about politics, you can't set anyone free. You're not going to make anyone free by who you vote for. (laughs) You're going to make them free by truth. And truth is only found in here. Now, who, who we vote for should be guided by truth. The truth of God. Amen? It says, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventor of evil things. They get, you get so far away from God that now you're, you have become what the devil is, the inventor of evil things, disobedient to parents. Isn't that interesting that's in there? <laughs> Did you ever notice when you start rebelling, the first people you rebel against is the one closest to you? And it's the one God's put over you? When I was a kid, that's the first person I rebelled against. And I had awesome parents. I had an amazing mom. I had a good dad. But it was still the first people that I pulled away from. Why? Because they represented God. You can't stay away from them. I mean, you can't be near them or you can't do what you want. Right? And that's a, that's a teenagery problem. Don't have to do it. Don't have to. Looking back now, I know I didn't have to. I chose to. Poor decision. Disobedient to parents without understanding, covenant breakers without natural affection, implacable. I don't even know what that is, but who wants to be implacable? Huh? Implacable? I don't know how you, right? My professorship just didn't go to that class that day. And here's the, here's the big sign that you've walked completely away from God. You're unmerciful. When, when everything has to have justice, when, every, when everything has to have somebody that's it's their fault, you have, you got, we've got to get to the bottom of this. Why? Why do you need to get to the bottom of this? You know what you're going to find at the bottom of it? What went wrong? What you could find at the top of it is mercy. 
right? Did you know that everything doesn't need to be called out? People can repent all on their own without you calling them out, without me calling them out. You know, we don't need to do that. We've discussed this already. People that are doing wrong know they're doing wrong. They can repent at any time. And telling somebody what they're doing wrong is not what causes them to repent. Telling them how good the God is, that's what leads men to repentance. That, that's what brings them back. Amen? Where were we at? It's a long list. Without covenant breakers, implacable, un, unmerciful, who knowing, same word again, who are fully acquainted with the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do they still do it, they still do all these things, but then they have pleasure in them that do. So once you've gotten that far away, you hook up with people who are like you. Why? So you can justify what you're doing. Amen? And, and, and you've gone so far away and you're so unaware of God and unsure of God now. Why? Because the devil's put all, all these people around you that have all these really high questions. Well, if God is here, why is there bad things happening? <laughs> Stupidest question in the world. Right? God is not in control. If He was, we'd all just be saved and go to heaven. <laughs> but but people, people that are heady, there was a word in one of these scriptures that called them heady. People that think a lot. People that think a lot. You're, you could think yourself out of God. Why? Because you, thinking and faith are two different things. Right? Faith doesn't need to understand that God's good. It knows He is. It doesn't need to question why the Scripture says this. It knows He's good. If you'll, th- if you'll know He's good enough, you'll see the answer to the question. Amen? You, you have to hold on to what's truth or you will grab hold of a lie and you can't combine the two because you won't know God anymore. You'll know a picture of God. A picture that someone else painted, and it's not God that it's not the God. Amen. You got people believing in that picture all over the world that they've that religion is painted, or or people that don't even know God have painted. They don't, they don't even know him, and they paint this picture of God like he he he'll crush him, he'll punish him, but yet they're still doing things that they shouldn't do to see if they'll get crushed and punished. <laughs> I don't know. But what? They don't know Him. They're not aware of Him. They don't know Him. They're not acquainted with Him. They have no relationship with Him. What Christians need is a relationship with God, an intimate one-on-one relationship where you become one with Him and you know what He's thinking and that causes you, first of all, not to do a lot of stupid. Right? Well, I mean, what what if every time we did something, I wonder what God would want. Well, He's right here. Ask. Yeah, and, and then we go, wonder what God would want. Well, he's right here. He got a book. We can find out what God wants. Why? But we know him. We know him. I know what he wants. He wants us to be kind. He wants us to do good. He wants us to be light. He wants us to walk by faith. He wants us to walk worthy of the call. He wants us to be the children that, of his to be like Him in the earth. Don't condemn. Be merciful, just like we talked about last week. Don't judge. Be merciful. Don't always need justice. How in the world are we going to end this? Go to, go to uh, Colossians 1. That's how we will. Colossians 1. This is a prayer. You know, and we, I think if I, if I can remember this time, we'll pray the Ephesian prayer, that one we've talked about, and this one. Because their their prayers we should pray over ourselves every day. They're a prayer you can wake up and be aware of. And they'll keep you aware. Because that's what they're designed to do. Because that's why Paul wanted to pray that. I want you to be strengthened in your inner man so you can know. What? So you can know. Every day I want you to be able to know. The only way you're going to be able to know is to be strong in your spirit with the strength of God. Amen? 
If you're strong in other areas, you won't be strong in God. Amen? First Corinthians, or uh, Colossians, I'm sorry, chapter 1, verse 9. Verse 9. And if you look at verse 8, just look at verse 8. How about that? Who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. In other words, I think it was Epaphras, Epi. Yeah, he went back and he said, these people love God. These people love Jesus. These people love you, Paul. These people love. They, they, they love in the Spirit. In other words, they don't, they don't just love. They go right into the Spirit and love. They love beyond their... You know, people say, oh, I love you. Right? I love them. Do you? Do you love them? Are you aware of them a lot? When you love somebody, you're aware of them. That's, what, that's when God can start putting people on your heart to pray for. Because why? Because you were aware of them before they were there. Right? And God said, pray for them. Why? Because you were already aware of them. You, you knew them. And because of that awareness, God said, well, pray, pray this. Pray, just pray for them. And, and that, God can use people who are aware, who are aware, who know. Glory to God. And, and then he said, he did the, for this cause, because of your love, for this cause, we also, since the day we heard of your love, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you be filled. Remember again, filled. That is abundance. That is an excess. That is more than you'll need. But he said, I want you to be filled with the knowledge of his will. I want you to know the heart of God. Remember what the leper said. He said, if you will, you can heal me. He got knowledge of God just like that. He got knowledge of God in an instant. God said, I will. Jesus said, I will. Be clean. And in that knowledge, he received then he knew and believed the love God had towards him in an instant. So for this cause, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Verse 10, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge in the knowledge, knowledge of what? Knowledge of this love, knowledge of this God, this, uh, an awareness of, of who He is, a full... In other words, I want you to be fully acquainted with Him and get more fully acquainted with You know, I know Kim better now, 38 years and almost 39 years later, than I did 39 years ago. Why? Because I've spent time with her. I've spent time with her. I've, I've went places with her. I know what makes her mad. Sometimes you know how you make people mad just because you know what makes them mad? It's not a good idea. It's fun sometimes, but don't do it. <laughs> I had I had something done at the house this past week, and I was trying to hide it from her. Remember, she's OCD about her house. She's not OCD. It's not a bad confession. She's it's a good thing. My house is really clean. She doesn't think it is, but it is. I'm like she didn't live at my house growing up. Four kids and mom worked. <laughs> It looked like a pile of clothes and pizza dust all over the place. <laughs> Little Debbie wrappers. But, but I had something done at the house, and I tried, I tried to put everything back so she would not know. And she didn't get in the house 30 seconds before I got a text. Who's in the house? Oh, the windows look good. I could Why? Because she knows. And I know her, and even trying to hide it, I still couldn't hide it. I don't know what that has to do with this, but it's there you go. Another story for you. <laughs> Glory to God. But I know her. We, we want to know God like that. That's, that's the relationship we want to have, that we're aware of what He thinks or what he'll, how He'll react before you do it. Before you even, you, why? Because you're so close to Him, you know His heart. And, you know, we do know his heart. And when people say, well, I just didn't know what he'd think. You knew what he'd think about it. That's why they, that's why they didn't like to retain his knowledge because they knew what he would think about it. Right? But he thinks good thoughts. And you can know the good things he thinks about you all day long. 
the good plan He has for you all day long. And you can pray this prayer. You can wake up in the morning. Lord, Father, I just ask today that, that, that I desire that I be filled with the knowledge of Your will for, for me today in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that I might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in everything You have me do today, Lord. Because that's the only good works you're going to do is everything He has you do. You can do something good somewhere else unless He told you to do it. It's not a good work. It was just something you wanted to do. Right? <laughs> Some people don't like that. You know, I'm not saying that you didn't make you happy. That's not what He told you to do. Right? Because while you were doing that, you're supposed to be doing something else. <laughs> We'd walk worthy. Unto you, Lord, unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in our relationship with you, in our knowledge, in our awareness of who you are, in your very heart, in, in our in our closeness to you, in, in our in our very breath, in our very essence. We want to be hooked to you. We want to seize hold on you and keep you and know you at a level that we didn't know you yesterday. This is an everyday prayer. And as we increase in this knowledge of Him, we'll increase in our level of how we help others, how we treat people, how we answer questions. Because why? Because when you begin to speak love, you answer questions like you wouldn't have answered them before. You know, like answers like get over it usually go away. (laughs) How would you like it if you, Lord, I just really messed up and I'm so sorry. And, and this is going on, and this is going on, and he says, get over it. Now, the third or fourth time, he might tell you to get over it, yeah. right? But, but, but he speaks love because he is love. And, and, and there's always a way to answer somebody in, in a way that's aware of them. And to be aware of them, you have to have knowledge of God and then knowledge of love. And if you have knowledge of love, you have knowledge of love for them. Amen? And, and so, stand up. Let's pray these prayers. We'll start with Ephesians. Ephesians 3. And we'll pray this one in Colossians. Thank you, Lord. Aren't you thankful that He fills us? That If we ask to be filled with the knowledge of His will, you can count on it. Now, like if you say, Lord, I ask you to fill me with the knowledge of your will and you didn't, then you don't get it, right? (laughs) Because if you had knowledge of him, you'd know that he said, if you ask anything in my name, I'll give it to you, right? So then your question can't erase your prayer. We we don't want to question God, amen? Ephesians 3, Pray pray this after me. I'll lead you in the prayer. Father, we ask that you would grant us according to the riches of your glory to be strengthened with might in our inner man that Christ would dwell in our hearts by faith that we, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints, what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that we might be filled with all the fullness of love. And Father, we ask, we pray, and desire, and desire that we might be filled, might be filled with, the with the knowledge of Your will in all wisdom, in all wisdom and, spiritual and spiritual understanding that we might, work, that we might walk worthy, that we might walk worthy of, you, of You unto all pleasing, unto all pleasing being, fruitful being fruitful in every good work, every good work and, increasing and increasing in the knowledge of You. Father, we thank you for your goodness, for your kindness, for our relationship with you. 
We desire to know you more, to be closer, to have a one-on-one relationship where we are aware of your heart at all times. What is God? What is not God? What is love? What is not love? Lord, we ask, show us the lies that we've believed and the truth and we receive. And Lord, we cast away, we throw away any knowledge that exalts itself above you because we cling, seize, take hold of the knowledge of Christ. And we count everything else loss for the gain of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. You got a song?